Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello guys, good people, welcome, bad people, welcome, anyone, welcome who want to learn more about AI, welcome, we can't deny that this tool exists, <laughs> I don't know what kind of future will be, but yeah, we have it, we need to accept, we need to adapt, we need to go ahead and improve our products, anything that we have with AI, because I remember a few years ago, most people ignore tool, today it's hard to do it, especially in marketing, but I see some niches still ignore, like many others so but they can't <laughs> avoid for a long time because big companies develop innovate their products with ai i'm so excited to discuss this topic with jalali hartman how are you good good thank you so much for having me on here this is a interesting topic i think it's important to get on here and chat about it's something that's actually really near to my heart and something i'm very passionate about so i'm excited to get on here nice nice yeah love it love it okay jalali before we start just tell more about yourself experience background and tell anything that can help our listeners to learn more about you. Yeah, so uh, I've had, a, I guess my career has been interesting. It's been a big part of my life. Um, I've had an, an, a great opportunity to be mentored by some really kind of smart people in both business, robotics, AI, advertising. And uh, I, at this stage, I'm on my, I guess my fourth startup. At this stage, I, AI is one of these things that's sort of caught my full attention. It's there is a lot of hype around it. So I think that's one of the problems. And there's there's also sort of this, what I would call kind of unnecessary fear around it. Um, but on the other side, I think it's probably one of the most profound things to happen, certainly to our generation, like people living on earth today, and maybe ever um, in terms of like how things change. And you can go back and actually, I don't know the exact quote, um, you can go back and Google it, but it was actually the CEO of, CEO of Google that came out in a talk and said he thought it was more impactful to the world than uh, the invention of fire or electricity. So if you just kind of think about that for a second, that's kind of a, a pretty big statement to um, come out from the owner of a, or the CEO of a, a search engine. So um, I just kind of want to break that down a little bit and see, you know, what are some real practical things that are happening? How are how can people get basically involved in it? I think is a big thing. Um, you know, if you're a software developer now, or you just even aspire to kind of like, how can I capitalize on this industry there's actually a lot of ways there's a lot of it going on and there's maybe just like let's just de demystify what i see as some hype around it like things it's not gonna ever do um so does that make sense kind of just outline it like that um do you have any specific questions you want to start with or yeah of course of course i i want to you know i check out a few studies uh, that uh, most people even companies uh in most cases uh small and size uh, medium-sized businesses still ignore ai many experts ignore ai in, including my two brothers they work in accounting they have high positions but they have no idea how to implement ai they tried they tried to play yeah. with chat gpt but they couldn't get results I can't live without AI. I use before ChatGPT. Today I use a lot more because I think in marketing it's hard to ignore. <laughs> you know, all yeah. marketers, content creators use it in different ways for editing, translation, for creating many things we can do. And uh, I edited a few press releases with ChatGPT and got mentions on CNN. So yeah, that worked. Uh, I think uh, uh, if you use it smart, you can get results. But many experts still ignore uh i think uh, you know it's hard to adapt something 
to different various niches and can you uh, tell what kind of way or any tips how to do it you know especially yeah. in niches that still ignore this tool so yeah just i think i think to zoom out a little bit on that um so we, there's this term called the digitization gap uh, you may have heard that where it's basically mm -hmm. organizations need to get over to this more automated intelligent set of systems to compete or to replace workforces or some combination of that and it's actually for a lot of companies it's it's a big step to make because in, historically they're a human-run organization um, so I think when I think about AI, I'm thinking of all these systems that are going to kind of like automate and run things that a business needs to take advantage of, because that's going to be the first level of adoption, right? It's like an organization needs to make more money. There's a lot of things that are complete and completely nonsensical um, around AI, but there's a couple of things that are really key. One of them is advertising. You mentioned the marketing. Um, I had the opportunity to serve as the, the head of an AI lab for what is now constant contact. And in that, I sat in the middle of a large amount of traffic. So about the same amount of traffic that amazon.com gets across all these different advertisers and retail sites and so on. And I can tell you that it, the, that industry, I don't care if it's a Google AdWords or you're running a Facebook ad, or you're just trying to, any kind of advertising thing is being run by um, automation and AI. So if you're not aware of that, you might not have set up your system right to correctly signal that AI or you might not have enough volume. That's a big problem for a small business. AI systems love big chunks of data. So a bigger organization spending more on advertising is gonna have an advantage. And so I think those are areas where, yes, we do need to be afraid of that, right? That has a big impact on business. Businesses need to get kind of in tune first thing with how is their advertising work? What is the next generation? In fact, July 30th, Google's making a big change to their algorithms around Google Analytics 4. That is primarily a signaling move, right? It's to signal the machine. They want all the websites to cleanly tell them everything so that they can start to make inference and let their AI work better. So there's a very simple example. Um, financial markets, you cannot, anything with large amounts of clean data flowing in are already yeah. pretty much totally automated. So Chappie mm -hmm. Cheese is a huge advancement. So, um, but does that yes. kind of answer the question of a couple of industries that I see or areas that I see? Yeah, uh, I, you know, uh, I asked my brothers why they can't use ChatGPT or AI. They told me they played, and uh, uh, and today probably I don't know exactly. AI is not ready now to calculate all this data. They have yeah. different resources uh, of data, and and accounting people usually do this job to combine this data, to unite, to provide the right data but they have no idea how to do it in accounting i told them it's better to play because it's developing ai can learn it's not golden button even in marketing yeah we we use chat gpt it's not like golden button to click please write an article about how to lose weight or how to play guitar <laughs> anything you know 100 million people can ask the same question of course uh, it's hard to <laughs> to bring 100 million different results you know <laughs> with these topics you need yeah but uh, we need to use it uh, in the way that you can get results and many people do including me because yeah i play a lot with ai can you tell about setting the right prompts uh you know let me share a short story about Elon musk 
yeah, you know, it's it's hard to ignore Elon Musk today. He he's everywhere, you know. <laughs> and uh, he shared a tweet how he used ChatGPT to ask hard question in bad language. Uh, it's Elon Musk, you know, and uh, uh, and he did it before started to criticize uh, AI, uh, ChatGPT, and signed this letter with thousand other. Uh, big uh, entrepreneurs uh, to procrastinate the process of development and yeah uh, I like that Elon Musk can change his mind you know because he signed this letter after a few days he bought expensive equipment to on Twitter to develop this technology <laughs> and anyway what I found on his tweet uh, that he used hard question with many details and he got unique answer you know uh, uh, can you tell how to find such questions details to get this unique answer that Elon Musk uh, shared with us. So he he basically, did I understand that? He came out and said that Twitter is going to make a chat GPT, that it wasn't proficient enough? Is that what you uh, He, you know, he wrote a question about uh, policy uh, on chat GPT. So he asked chat GPT to explain about uh, policy, about uh, truth, uh, of getting the right data. I can't tell uh, exactly how he asked this question, but the main point was to get uh, how ChatGPT can control and manage the accuracy of this data, don't mislead others, so something like that. Yeah, but yeah. that was... Uh, that was a hard question, you know, uh, you can find this tweet uh, on Twitter, you know, and uh, yeah, uh, uh, a lot of details on this question. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm curious how to play like this. <laughs> yeah, so it's, I think, I think that's interesting because I, I believe that Elon Musk is one of the founders of OpenAI. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's, uh, he's probably trying to get some, so he's, that's an example of somebody that is so far ahead in terms of understanding what's going on that he's literally right there, he's signaling Twitter, the Twitter universe to create a controversy that's now getting talked about in a podcast that will have, right? So like he knows how that whole thing that will ultimately drive more business for ChatGPT, right? Which I heard was getting 65 million visits a day, which just blows my mind. Um, but so your question about like, so first of all, I'm gonna go ahead and say, I'm really impressed with ChatGPT. I think that's an, an incredible technology. I honestly am not totally sure how they're doing that. Um, but I want to be careful. Like, that's not necessarily other than content creation and a way better essential search engine, which is huge, right? Like for us to just be able to look up stuff, write code, come up with policy answers. Um, that's huge, but from a business perspective, is it is that really what is that really disrupting it's disrupting blogging right it's like disrupting people that previously were writing things i've already used it for that um in terms of breaking it or trying to stump it um i think i think this the thing just the, the core concept that like if you could walk away with all of this stuff and I'm, i don't know exactly how they do what they do is we are living in a world right now where you are sending signals your business is sending signals and these AI machines, whether it's your Uber ride or your bank, your financial um, trading or your cybersecurity or your advertising campaign or your social media, what you see in terms of news and information even is being driven by what you signal and what your business signals. So, for example, if you're driving an ad campaign and you're not telling Google that you're getting the right kind of conversions, 
that AI has no chance, right? So that's kind of where we're at. So in ChatGPT, you have to kind of think like, you, you want to break questions down into chunks that it can answer. Um, I, there's already a lot of evidence where it gets things wrong. Um, it is amazing, um, but I think we have to be careful. So, which leads to the bigger problem of all of this. The big problem is um, how do you know if it's AI or not? Is really, so when we talk about like these leaders are coming out and saying there's probably, there's a risk to society, we need to slow it down on AI. That's too late, right? It's, and, and AI itself is not gonna like take us over. Like bots are not gonna come door to door or, um, but what is already happening is the line between what is real and what's not is very blurry. And how do we know, right? So that's one problem. Yeah. The other thing, anything where there's a big system a bigger player has an advantage, right? So more data. Yeah. So it's like, those are the big things. I'm like, I don't know, Lance, that does kind of scare me. This could be AI for all everybody knows, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, you could be an yeah. AI avatar. There's the technology exists to have set this whole thing up, found me on the internet, video AV, AI video, ask me questions, and then publish it in a way where maybe some of the information is a little bit wrong. And next thing you know, it's like, decades of people watching the wrong thing right so i don't know what to do about them that's what as a practitioner that's what i'm a little worried about because i already see it happening people repeating but things back to me that are just not true um we're seeing it here in the us in our this election schedule or cycle like ai generated imagery and in, in major campaigns right already so like what is the long-term impact of that and all of this um liking sharing tweeting is us kind of informing that stuff. So that's really what's going on and what we need to worry about as humans, I think, is just how do we know what's human still? And I think we're already past that point. Mm -hmm. Interesting. You know, uh, what we see the last time when Sam, Sam Altman, founder of uh, OpenAI uh, and uh, including CEO of Google, many other great um, AI experts, uh tell that we need to regulate uh ai we need to find the way how to regulate this industry i hope you know this ai will not regulate vice versa <laughs> governments <Yeah>. and people <laughs> like in matrix you know and other uh, movies uh no uh why do you think you know why uh these people develop ai of course yeah, I understand. They uh, develop this technology because it's the future. It's not future, it's present. But uh, they feel this dangerous, you know, that AI can bring negative impact. That's why they are asking about regulation. Can you share what kind of dangerous we can get in the future yeah. uh, from AI? I mean, like in Terminators, uh, robots that uh, shoot people or uh, some other scenario? <laughs> yeah, so the, ro the robots that shoot people already exist. So that's a mm -hmm. lot of our modern weaponry is self-driving. People have done advanced stuff. I'm actually not worried about that stuff at all. Um, those are easy machines to turn off for humans, right? The but but you know, in this scenario, people manage this robot. That's, that's <laughs> the AI. problem. It's the people, right? So what yeah. those leaders are, what, and it's interesting, I was getting coffee this weekend and uh, at a very rural coffee shop down in New Mexico. And the people behind me was an elderly couple and they were saying they had heard this news article about Sam Altman. And they said, well, what we think is it's not the AI that's the problem, it's the people running the AI, 
right? And so you hit it exactly on that. That is what we do need to worry about because even myself as a fairly novice, like I know, I know a lot about it and I can like, I know how it's used and I've built different applications, but like there's a lot to learn, right? Could cause problems for, for this, for systems, right? It's like not hard to create something that's either misleading or um, runaway virus type things, or um, just, just machines that are able to build themselves and replicate and either software or hardware that cause problems, right? Like disrupt things. I don't know exactly what the idea would be, but that's what I see is like anybody really can do that. And in another 10 years, it'll be so natural for school kids to be able to do that or go on Amazon and just buy the machine parts that you need and it comes all ready to go. Like that all, that is all coming. So I think the question is, yeah, it is kind of scary because anybody has access. So my feeling is rather than be worried about it, and this is what I've devoted most of the last decade to my career is, is basically showing people like, let's, let's, let's lower that barrier. This is not a scary thing, right? Here are some applications that you could be thinking about. Here's, if you're in a career path, here's how you get, so you're very proficient in data, you're familiar with machine learning, or maybe you want to be on the hardware side, like components working together and motors driving and power systems. But I would honestly, if I, if you're, if you're technically inclined and you want to get into AI, first thing to do is really get good at data. So understand how to visualize data, understand how to query data, get data out of systems, how to connect data. Then you start to understand these big systems, this, like I can, I can look at any system and say, it's roughly going to have to work like this because that's just how data is combined and that's how you work with data. And so like, what's interesting to ChatGPT that actually a lot of, even people that I know that are like PhDs in AI and so on, they're like a little unclear on how they're even doing that so quickly, right? It's, it's actually a tremendous miracle breakthrough. Another one from Elon and his team and all these people, but it's like, at the same time, it just demonstrates now they've made that available. How quickly did the app stem up? WordPress plugins, like there's the developer community, what is on, uh, you know, some of these some of these chat rooms they have set up are just overwhelmed with people creating new applications, and that is moving so quickly, it's already too late, right, to stop. So yeah, governing, I don't, I think that's going to be a challenge. Like, how how do you enforce is the problem, right? It's like you need AI that enforces the AI. First of all, detects <laughs> yeah. it, figures out if it's real, what's going on. A lot of this you won't even know happened until many years after it happened. You know, it'll just be a subtle pulling money out of bank accounts, moving like it's just we don't know what's going to go on, right? So um, I don't know. But scared? Should people be afraid? I'm not afraid. I'm excited. Right? It's, a, yeah. it's a place to innovate, a place for people that want to get ahead and, and create generational wealth and have automated systems that make their lives easier can do it. Right. So mm -hmm. what do we do about the yeah. rogue elements and the people that have malicious intent? I think it's the same thing we always do is we need to get together as a world and stop it. Right. Like it's starting to become clear, like what's good and what's bad. Right. Like someone's hurting people, harming people doing illegal things and we need to kind of have a collective that can manage it um, mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah nice nice valuable gotcha okay uh, you mentioned about uh data that you need to collect data uh, and 
and I think uh, we need to feed AI with the right data because I see when people complain that they get the wrong results, probably <laughs> you don't feed with the right data because right. AI yeah, is using data from 2021, something changed or uh, AI miscalculated. Yeah, it's the case as well. But if you feed with the right data, can you tell about uh, collecting the right data? And yeah. I'm interested about uh, emotions especially marketing, you know, because my audience uh, are marketers. So uh, I see when marketers can tell that it's not creative, it's not human touch, it's not uh, emotion, but you can ask to be emotions. You need, uh, uh, I don't know, entertainment. Just ask, please entertain audience, please, uh, ask uh, scare audience. It depends you know, of type of your content. Can you tell feeding about data and getting, uh, I mean, like, uh, close to the to the content that people want to consume with uh, emotions so can you just rephrase that so you want to know how does ai how does a marketer... I mean like, yeah i i mean like uh, how to create content that uh, don't provoke the feeling that was written by ai because you know for example um, i often get uh, a lot of content from many great specialists someone who can post on uh, Forbes, Investopedia, and uh, uh, all of them, without any exception, use uh, ChatGPT, all of them. Uh, I think uh, even big publications, uh, uh, I spoke with some big publications, they told me they stopped accepting <laughs> some press releases because uh, after releasing ChatGPT, they got a lot more requests uh, uh, written by AI, uh, and uh, it takes time to figure out, to analyze, uh, and they decided to stop the process to find the way how to filter out all these press releases, you know, because uh, it's hard to find today valuable. That was hard before ChatGPT because uh, most marketers write just generic press releases, but yeah. uh, it's hard to find a teeny percent of good press releases. Today, uh, the number increased a lot. So uh, I'm interested about creating content uh, that um, provoke the feeling uh, uh, written by human being, you know, with emotions yeah. uh, that people want to get, yeah. So yeah, so two things on that. First things, the big marketers, the big advertisers, people spending a lot of money uh, are not relying on creative process as much as just pure analytics at this point. So they're, mm -hmm. this ad worked better than that ad. I don't know why, but we're going to go with it, right? Like the, this call to action worked better. That's part of what you're signaling, but that's, so that's kind of in the way that, the way that you interview. So what I'm saying is to a degree, like the, the emotion is, is a little bit out of it. Now, the next question about like, how does a marketer overlay or differentiate if we're all just creating blog posts in chat GPT, like literally there's WordPress plugins that would just automate chat GPT posts for you know articles and then that next you know there's hundreds of thousands of articles and so so the content is is growing in in um in breadth and depth uh, very quickly so i i kind of look at it the same way as the self-driving cars so those self-driving cars are 95 percent automated but they still need a marketer to or they still need a driver right if they if you were going to try to make that leap to a hundred percent automated the engineering effort would be so massive, the cost would be so massive that it's just not feasible. You need that human interaction. From a marketing perspective, the, the goal, the, the marketer's job, in my opinion, is moving from um, 
I'm going to come up with a very creative headline and ad to, I'm going to come up with a system that, that, that in that case may be designed to generate a certain sentiment or feeling or emotion in a, in a user to, I'm going to create a system that iterates and tests and brings to the top the best performing content, right? And I'm going to make sure that I'm telling the engines what is a success. Right. And so it's kind of a, requires a shift of like, actually, you still need a good banner ad and you need good creative copy. But we don't really know because everybody at this point, they're publishing so much so fast. You're almost better off just to have a lot of it going out yourself and use the automated systems to determine what works best. Um, there's a lot of great tools out there. I'm not going to get into the tools right now. I can, if we want to post it, we can, but it's, um, that are just basically designed to dig into your analytics and tell you what's going on. And I think that's where people need to mm -hmm. think. If I'm not doing that mm -hmm. right now, I need to think about that first. But you're right. It's like there's still a, a, a part a, a part in this for the human to layer in their own content. And I think we should all remember that that ultimately will work better. I don't know what's going to work best. So I, I, it's kind of disrupted the whole marketing industry, really. It's, so Yeah. You know, I, I opened your website. Rob after the core roboto.ai uh, yeah. Uh, yes. yeah I see a different domain top core I don't know I opened uh, uh, you know if you open your LinkedIn profile and open uh, LinkedIn account Rob after yeah uh, I got different website I don't know why uh, if you click visit website so yeah it's different let me open uh sorry you're AI. breaking up a little bit there's a problem with the website is that what you said uh, ah you have to domain uh, rob after dopco and rob after dop ai roboto.ai so, yep. yeah okay uh you know uh let me share my screen just a few seconds you will see uh yeah, this is just a site. So we just publish, we're trying to give tips on how people can kind of benefit. Yeah, well, from for sites. example, if I click here, visit website, no, it opens uh, robafter.com. Ah, no. Oh, oh, from LinkedIn. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's, uh, uh, okay. Yeah, uh, and uh, uh, I want to ask you about uh, something that you wrote on your website that you can help uh, with um, implementation. Uh, I mean, like, we can automate that. Robotics and automation are necessity in today's world. From marketing automation to SEO to industrial controls, most businesses need to upgrade their workflows to include automation. Can you tell your process how you can do it? Because, for example, my customers have the struggle to create content at scale for SEO um, because uh, um, if you, you know, it takes time, you know, to edit content, to feed with the right data. Of course, it's faster than if you write manually, but uh, yeah, we are looking for better solutions. So tell me about your process, how you can help you with that. Yeah. So the, what I, what I do generally with an organization, and I encourage you to just do this internally as well. Um, is I create a matrix, so it's a, a, a spreadsheet. I look at what are the opportunities here we have, or we have here to automate, use AI um, to either save money or make money, right? And then what I do is I score them based on how difficult they are into to implement, 
and what the potential impact would be. And from that, we're able to kind of figure out where to focus first. Almost every case, the marketing and advertising is the first opportunity. From there, it's usually some kind of a CRM system um, that's automating customer the customer journey and or some of the workflow. Um, from there, what you're doing is you're laying a very basic uh, baseline for your data model. What is a what is a success metric? What are the key kind of performance indicators? And then that becomes really the the blueprint for every organization's quote AI strategy. Right? It's mm-hmm. we have these metrics we're trying to impact. We have these systems that impact them. How do we kind of upgrade all this stuff in a way that is going to benefit us in this AI age? And so that's what we put together is just a plan for that and then execute the plan, develop, to deliver the technology that does it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So nice. Yeah, nice. Interesting. Okay, guys, you can open the website and yeah, you can uh, reach out to Jalali directly, you know, because I yeah. see you can provide three min- 30 minutes free call. So <laughs> great yeah, opportunity. Even just yeah. questions, if you guys have questions about where should I start and that kind of thing, just feel free to reach out to me. Nice, nice. Okay, I, I want to ask about uh, something that I often do. I made a lot of mistakes in my life. I keep doing them, you know, because I don't know another way how to learn something new. Uh, I usually start from generic strategies, best practices, then I can implement, adapt. Yeah, uh, common issue with anyone. Uh, can you list mistakes? that companies still do by uh, AI implementation and uh, mistakes that we can avoid because, you know, some mistakes we can avoid by learning before that and some mistakes, of course, we will do mistakes. That's okay. That's normal, you know, to learn from them. But uh, mistakes that we can avoid by uh, AI implementation. Yeah, so I think the biggest mistake that I've made, the first biggest mistake I've made and I see organizations make all the time is they underestimate how urgent this is and what a mm-hmm. effort it's going to take to get done, but kind of how important it is. Right. So it's like they're under, oh, this is something we need to be looking at, but no, this is something you need to redo your organization and your metrics to kind of be in tune with this new way that everything is happening. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing is as, as organizations, and I've been in a lot of organizations from like big companies to governments to universes, like we all have way too much information we're trying to look at. Right. So a lot of times these organizations will have spreadsheets and spreadsheets and each department has their own spreadsheet. And it's like that is very, very old way of doing things and very detrimental to AI, if that makes sense. Because what you're basically doing is you're kind of it's kind of a confusing thing for a machine to understand. What you want to do is you want to get very clear indicators of what is successful for your organization and start to manage around that because that is how a machine thinks. You go back to your chat GPT, how does Elon stumping chat GPT or causing problems? It's like, it's not broken down into clean enough, clear questions with answers, right? It's, you're trying to ask it too much at once. It can't, it doesn't know where to start, right? So as an organization and we're, we wanna be telling these marketing channels how they're doing for us in large volumes and be very clear about it, not sending them lots of different signals of here's a, here was a click and here's a conversion. Here's something that's, it's like, they can't figure out what to do with it. Right. So I think that's, the main concept is just how can you break your business down into just like, this is what drives it. Uh, this is what a success is. And think in those terms is that's how machine thinks about it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, I want to ask you about your strong side or your ideal customer because, you know, uh, I spoke with many great experts and I found that most of them are much better than me in uh, some direction. For example, Ferry Kazoni is much better than me on PR. CEO uh, at Google uh, invited him to speak in Google conference. Jeff Cole is much better than me in AI <laughs> implementation and because of market news. Lily Ray is much better than me in EEA team. Uh, I got her lessons uh, on my course. So uh, I'm interested about your strong side. Can you tell what kind of difference you have compared to other AI experts? Because, you know, we have a lot of them. I don't know <laughs> how yeah. much, but probably a million people can teach about AI. So how you can help and support better than many others? Yeah, so first of all, there are a lot of AI experts out there and it kind of is annoying um, because actually AI is nothing new. You know, like a lot of us are kind of data analysts already. Um, my expertise is I want to see charts go to the, to, to the right, basically. I want to see things grow. And mm-hmm. so I use AI as a tool in that, and I use automation as a tool. But that's what differentiates me is I don't, um, I'm not looking for a ton of customers. I'm looking for opportunities where um, you can deploy a solid AI strategy, a solid AI or automation strategy and the tools and revenue would explode. Those are the things I'm interested in. And um, those are where I'm, I'm, I can make the most impact. The other thing I'm very interested in is organizations, individuals that maybe would not normally have access to some of this. Um, I grew up very poor. I had the opportunity early on to go into some specialized computer programs back in, that was in the 1980s. And it just fundamentally changed my life trajectory, right? So it introduced me to opportunities even now that I wouldn't have, I saw what it did to me financially, socially, et cetera, to have these skills. And so I'm very interested in either organizations that teach those skills um, or just organizations that are just struggling to where if they could understand and get access, they would be able to make a big impact. So that's kind of what I'm looking for and where I have my strong point is, is an overall growth manager. Like I want to see nice. things explode using this and also mm-hmm. impact made. Mm-hmm. You know, I spoke with many growth managers and I found uh, they're so good with uh, clear vision where uh, companies need to go, they lead them in the right direction. And uh, uh, I remember um, an interview with Arnold Schwarzenegger and he told uh, that all his success uh, depends on uh, clear vision. He knows what he wants to achieve in sport, in politics, in uh, movies, everywhere. He has clear goals. But what I can see when companies chase vanity metrics like volume, uh, likes, yeah. comments. You know? So if you have a million traffic that don't sell, I don't know why you need to have this traffic. It doesn't help. So we need to chase sales. Sales uh, depends, uh, depend, you know, on getting relevant traffic, you know, uh, of your customers. So can you tell how to create this clear vision in marketing uh, by implementing AI. So your tips how to find the right way. Yeah. So I think first of all, if you're out there and you're you're working on a project to implement AI, you need to put the brakes on it immediately. 
because that is, like mm -hmm. you said, that is not a business objective. That is a, I'm trying to get involved in this trend and I'm probably going to spend a lot of money and time on it. Um, instead, say, I want to get this efficiency out of my organization and I want to get this amount of revenue growth. How can we do that? How can we leverage these tools and then work backwards from there? So I think you actually really hit it on the head there is let's all not go out and just, it's a funny thing. I was at a uh, startup pitch where startups and they all gave their pitch. And at the end they said, oh, and we're going to be using AI, right? So it's like, does that make sense? Like they had this value prop that they've carefully thought out. And they said, oh, by the way, we're going to be adding this new thing onto it. No, 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 that's wrong, right? It's like most of these don't even need AI. Like the AI is, should not be involved. Like it'd be way overkill, right? So it's like, that's where you got to be careful with this. But like I said, get, start getting our, getting our thinking changed about how these machines are reading things is really what we need to do. It's like, how does a, it's very similar. It's like, how does a self-driving car see the world? It's the same way a search engine or an ad channel sees us, right? So it's like, we have to think about what we're telling it first. Then I think internally, all, every organization has opportunities to add automation through CRMs right now. Um, it's a hard thing to do correctly. Um, every organization has an opportunity right now to get more focused on the key metrics that matter. Right? That's a precursor to any AI strategy is get your stuff very tight, your analytics clean. Can you tell on one dashboard what's going on? Like that's where, mm -hmm. so that's where kind of my, I'm at with it. Um, but yeah, so hopefully it answers your question, but this has been interesting. So I don't know how much time we have, but you have any other, uh, stuff we yeah. want to convey? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, we have a few minutes left and yeah, uh, I just have two questions. Uh, sure. uh you know, um, what I found that, uh, in my company, we usually get high results with clients who understand SEO. So if they understand, we can cooperate together like a cohesive team. We know why we need to create high quality content, what kind of high quality content, why it's important to use PR, link building, why head link building, many yeah. different um, aspects, you know, in SEO. But if they don't, usually tell them, take my course, you know, learn from Lily Ray, Jeff Coyle, Mike Phillips, it costs like $20, but you can get knowledge from great experts who, who know how to uh, achieve results. Uh, practical tips, uh, go to Google, go to YouTube, just learn, get the basic, read books, uh, find your live format, get the basic, then we can cooperate. I want to ask you, uh, if you started today from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills, you have great idea probably high quality products, but you need to implement AI today. What will you do today to learn more about AI if you have zero knowledge about AI? Um, so you have zero knowledge of AI. Um, yeah. What I would do would, I, I would learn, I would Google basics of machine learning. And I would try mm -hmm. as hard as I could to understand the basics of how a machine learning system is working because that is the underlying technology that all AI runs on. Um, there's a free class, Andrew NG uh, from Stanford teaches one that you can watch. That's a little bit complex. Um, we have some stuff on our website, just the basics, basics of artificial intelligence and machine learning. But that's my recommendation is that, and actually that's how I learned this stuff. I was always in data for, well, for many years we were working on algorithms, but I was very much in data and less in tune with what the engineering team was doing on the machine learning side. 
So um, I just I, I just basically started understanding how these core models work. Personally, I learned everything that I need to know um, with kind of a couple year project in voice recognition. Uh, voice recognition is something that's very, it's hard because it's everybody speaks differently. So I, I, from that, that, from that, I cemented, like it cemented my concept of how these machines work and what you have to feed them. Um, from there, I did a couple of years, like I said, in advertising, which really is very well suited for AI because it is so much volume of data and the data is always consistent. Does that make sense? So that's why mm. that industry has exploded. It's because that it's very easy to kind of compile and signal mm -hmm. whereas a lot of things like speech is very hard to like you know get every top possible dialect and iteration and then have a like it's it's nearly impossible right now to have an ongoing conversation verbally with a robot like it's getting there with chat gpt and voice to text but um you know the human interaction is a very very complicated ai problem so mm -hmm. you know you remind me a story I cooperate with one content creator who filmed videos about investing, uh, trading crypto. And um, I criticized him a few times, please improve your voice. You know, it's not good sound for American listeners. We cover uh, this audience. And once I got new video with clear uh, female voice. And I asked him who recorded this <laughs> video, he told me, um i did no no it's female yeah i did but it's ai <laughs> no oh, so. changed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah he changed to female uh yeah nice voice uh, you know even with emotions uh, with many things so yeah we have tools that can do it today so if you have pronunciation like mine you know <laughs> ukrainian so yeah you can change your voice you know if you want to increase you know results uh, in video content yeah. And uh, I have final question about the future. I want to ask you, take your crystal, uh, crystal ball and predict what kind of future will be because, yeah, we still have questions. AI will kill uh, content creators, uh, replace human being, many things. So uh, can you tell what kind of future will be and how to adapt today to this possible future? Yeah. So first of all, unfortunately, I believe there is going to be a generation that if they don't either learn how to be like engineers in this industry or somehow kind of players in this industry, they're going to be left behind because these tools are going to replace a lot of the common tasks. Like it's just coming. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. A lot of us don't, I mean, we don't want to do these tasks anyway, a lot of cases, but unfortunately it's, it's a big source of revenue and income for people. So you need to start thinking about it. Um, robots are not coming to your jobs immediately, but man, there are a lot of areas already where think about it, like even in your daily basis right now, car washes um, are to almost fully automated, at least here in the States, um, toll booths, um, checkout, self-checkout with security screens, um, all these things where it's like you had to have a human there before is going away. So like, manufacturing right? it just doesn't make any sense to have pay a person to do this stuff anymore um, we have companies here in our town where they make the automated lawn mowers so that's a perfect example is like the problem with that is the bulk of lawn mowing is still going around and doing the trimming and blowing and kind of the small areas 
So that company right now is like, it's been real successful with big golf courses or big plots of land, but it's still not replacing the cruise totally, right? So where landscapers can adapt is they could get, deploy a fleet of these robotic mowers and then specialize in better cleanup, right? So it's like, that's where companies need to be thinking, okay, what's actually gonna come through and automate, let's get out of the way of that and let's just embrace it. And then let's tr up, upscale our staff. And that's part of this digitization gap up, like let's get everybody training in these new machines, right? And you might end up with less staff and some of those might not make the cut, but you have to, as an organization, start making that move. Like I would, I would make that the number one priority in 2023 is how do I sort this out and figure out some actions that I can take and make sure I don't get in the wrong, like too confusing of a path where I'm trying to do too much, but just like, let's, let's start to make it organized and make some solid moves where we're leveraging AI for real. Yeah, 100%. I, I couldn't agree more. If you don't make it uh, your number one priority, yeah, you can lose the trade because your competitors did it. You know, they're not waiting when you find the time to implement AI. So it's number one priority, 100%. It's a big pleasure to get to my show, to learn from you. I love all your sharing. You lead me to an emergency room where I need to spend time <laughs> to consume all this information. Tell the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. Yeah, so first of all, thanks for everything uh, and having me on here. My core website is roboto.ai. And uh, the best way to do is to connect with Roboto on LinkedIn or just find me on LinkedIn. Um, my email address, and you're welcome to reach out, is the letter J, Hartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N, at roboto.ai. So I'm here to help. Let me answer any questions. Um, again, thanks so much for having me on here. Yeah, guys, you can find all links in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. Love it. So valuable. I recommend to anyone to follow Jalali on LinkedIn, to open his website, to reach out, and start to implement AI because if you don't, your competitors will 100%. Okay, guys, love you. See you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.